0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to A Night at the Roundtable on BBS Radio 2. We're very happy to have you here, and I want to introduce my co-host, Caroline oceana Ryan, who's an author and a channeler. She is here with us this evening. Vinak, who is an energy healer, is also here with us. And, and um, Randy,
1: is Randy here with us this evening? I don't he think not, quite yet.
0: Not quite yet. Okay. So he's also, hopefully he will join it's another energy healer. And of course, we have Ram and Tara, who will give us an update and a report on their activities. And I am Ominya. I, I, wow. I think I'm talking too fast. I am Omina, and I am the host tonight. I'm also the guest, and at 10 o'clock, we're going to talk about oneness. I'm going to walk and talk with the master about oneness so that they'll give me information that may not be accessible to me right now, because I think we need to understand more about what oneness is. We talk about it, but I haven't really ever gotten a full, complete explanation as to what it is. And if I haven't, nobody else hasn't that I know of either. We talk about it all the time, but what is it? So we're going to talk about that. And hopefully, I will leave, I will put out the number so you can call in and ask questions of our panel. And all of us are well-rounded in our experiences. And I'm sure we, one of us can come up with the answers. If one can't, the other can. So I'm going to start with a meditation And I was asking what kind of a meditation should I be doing today, unless I have a request from the panel, I'm going to do a meditation on, the message I got was to do it on absolute decisions that we make, that oftentimes interferes with our lives, absolute decisions that can make us sick, absolute decisions that stops us from being happy, absolute decisions I can interrupt a lot of things. So, and I'm just to get you ready for the meditation, an absolute decision we can do actually in past lives and bring them forward to these lives. So, or we can make absolute decisions when we are toddlers or teenagers. So the meditation is going to be set up with where you're going to have a conversation with your soul. And you're going to ask your soul to help you identify if you have made absolute decisions. I'm trying to think of an example so it helps. If you make an absolute decision, let's say, from some experience from the time you're young or from another time in your past lives or a time when you're a teenager, an absolute decision could be about something that happened to you. Let's say, for instance, your first love. You might have been ridiculed, embarrassed, shamed, and you might have made an absolute decision. You're never going to let anybody see your feelings again. You can make an absolute decision from another time where you suffered a trauma in this lifetime as a young as a young child. It could be from sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse. And you made an absolute decision that you were going to totally change your image. So that nobody would notice you. Or if they did notice you, they'd leave you alone. An absolute decision from a past lifetime could be that you were blooming in your gifts. And maybe you were persecuted for youth in your gifts. Maybe you were blamed for youth in your gifts. Whatever, whatever emotion came along that put you down because of your gifts, you, may have naps, you might have made an absolute decision, you're never going to use those gifts again. And find yourself in this lifetime struggling to reclaim your gifts, but afraid of them. An absolute decision could be how you use your energy. You're never going to use it for the higher good again. So you use it for the not so higher good. And all it brings is trouble. So it's definitely worth knowing that we've all made them. We've all done them. So this is a meditation where you're going to bring your guides with you. And any child, inner child that might have made an absolute decision. And you have to forgive that absolute child for making that absolute decision. It's like forgiving yourself. And then you go from the healing there. So if everybody would please get ready, sit down in a nice comfortable place with your hands on your knees and your palms upward. And we're going to get on Visualize an elevator in front of you. And as you get on the elevator, there's a beautiful chair in there where you can sit down. You're going to sit down in the elevator. Mm-hmm. You're going to take some deep breaths, that you're cleansing breaths, that you're going to bring in deeply, all the way into your stomach, fill it up like you're nine months pregnant, and bring it all back out again, Very slowly. As you're sitting there, you notice what floor you want to go to. Well, you want to go down to the bottom. You're going to go down seven steps. So the numbers will be from seven to zero. You want to go to zero. So as you're sitting there, breathing, because now you've pressed the button for the elevator to go down, and you find yourself just relaxing. Very calmly. And the elevator goes down to number six. And you gently can feel your whole body calming down all the way down to number five. All the way down to number four. And the stress is leaving your body and your breathing as you're moving down to number three. Now you can feel your body is heavy and relaxed. And you're in number two. And you're watching the numbers go down to number one. Finally, you're at zero. The door's opened. In front of you is this beautiful room. It has a chair and a love chair. You can choose which one you want to sit in. You invite all your guides, your guardian angels. It's a beautiful room. The colours are pink, green and purple. You can decorate the couches any way you want. And there's a beautiful bouquet of roses on a small table. And over on the other table, there's a beautiful bouquet of lilies. Now you can smell them. Just get the aroma of the flowers they're absolutely, I can smell them. They're just taking a deep breath. Bring in those beautiful smells. Feet are going all over your body. Pick your seat. Close your eyes. Sit down in the seat. And you're going to invite whatever you're comfortable with, whatever parts of your soul That you need to have a talk with. Whatever parts of your personality. Whatever age. with your eyes closed. Make the request. That you would like to speak that part of you. That made an absolute decision. There may be more than one absolute decision. You may have made the same absolute decision. Several times. To reaffirm that. I'm not going to allow whatever it is that absolute decision is about. You can ask your guides to tell you what absolute decision did you make. Now you can see it, you can hear it, you can feel it. Whatever way you experience those parts of you, allow it. You just have to have a willingness and you just have to allow. And as you're sitting there and you feel the wave coming over your body, through your body, pay attention to it. Because that wave is bringing in that energy. It may not feel good. You may not feel it at all, but you may feel the wave. Allow the wave to come through because it's going to clean it out of your DNA. And as you're sitting there, allowing this wave to go through your whole body, visualize like the ocean. A wave, as a gentle wave that's going through your body. Visualize the ocean's gentle waves. They're going through your body. It's cleansing. And as this wave is going on, visualize surrounded with a blue light, totally blue light in your whole body being and the wave is going through, And gently open your eyes. You've already invited the parts of you that made the absolute decision. And see who's sitting in front of you. It could be an old person, a very old person. It could be someone you don't recognize at all. And it could be a child. It could be a teenager. Young adult. It could be all of them. If you can't see them, visualize them. You just may not want to see the energy. Then there's some fear there. You can ask your guys to take the fear away. Your absolute decision could be that I'm not lovable. I'm not happy. I'm not funny. I'll never find happiness. What decision absolute decision did you make that's stopping you from living your full potential and loving yourself enough to health, wealth, and happiness. And as you sit there, allow it to come to you. Allow the character in front of you to come alive. Forgive them for making that decision from your heart that you never knew that doing that would cause such sadness such disbelief such lack of love that you allowed it to create a life of struggle with patterns, with knowing knowing that you are far more than what that absolute decision said you were.
2: Just allow the wave to come in. Take it all away.
0: As you move back and forth, that wave. That beautiful, beautiful blue wave. Cleansing from your DNA. DNA. Any decision you ever made that hurt you, whether you're aware of it or not, it will do it. But allow big absolute decision that you become aware of it. Forgive yourself for doing this. Forgive yourself for doing that to you. Because it was done out of lack of love. If you have a child in front of you, pick the child up, hug that child. If you have a teenager, hug the teenager. Make sure you ask them if they want a hug. Because that's very telling too. Young adult, hug them. Tell them you love them. If it's part of another lifetime that they're in front of you, forgive that person for making that absolute decision. Because it was you. And love them enough to heal all absolute decisions. Give yourself a hug. Forgive yourself here and now. That you'll never make an absolute decision again. That's not for your highest good. Take a deep breath. Exhale. Energize your body with the deep breath, the power of the blue ray and its waves to cleanse your body, mind, and soul. And replace it with the pink ray, which is the power of love. Open up your heart chakra. Allow your heart to feel the sadness, the grief, the anger of the absolute decision. And transform it into the pink ray, which is the power of love, loving yourself enough to know you are love, and that you have forgiven yourself
2: for all past transgressions, smell the roses
0: whichever your choice, the lilies, the roses, both. Allow their fragrance to enter your body and fill your body with a beautiful essence. The lily is the pure essence. The rose is the love essence. Put them together. It's a powerful essence. Go out this week and buy yourself a bunch of roses or a bunch of lilies and bring them into your house and smell them. And every time you smell them, it will remind you of your self-love. That's
2: loving yourself enough to treat yourself to it.
0: And as you sit there and you've completed what you came into that room to do, remember. You can always go back to that room anytime you want healing, anytime you need love, anytime you need to spend on your own, just for peace of mind. You can always go back to it. For now, you're going to come out of the room, you're going to come back on the elevator. You're going to sit on the seat in the elevator, bringing the aroma of the flowers with you and the image of the room that you created. And the love that you renewed about who you are, who you want to be. And your future self. You press the elevator button and you come back up. And as you climb up, you become lighter. One, two, you become even more lighter. Three, you become more energized. Four, you feel yourself in your body. You can feel all your muscles. You can feel the blood flowing through your body with the blue wave. Five, you become more conscious of getting ready to get off the elevator. Six, you are grounded, solidly grounded in who you are why you're here and clearer on your mission. And seven, you will now take a deep breath and the doors open and you come back into the room and we all greet each other and join us again. Thank you.
2: Amen. So when you're back in the
0: room, we will... We'll go around the table and get an update for everybody, from everybody, about everything that we can. So how about we start with Caroline? Are you here, Caroline?
1: Yes, thank you. Okay. What a really beautiful, powerful meditation. Thank you, Amina. Wonderful. I, I found it very healing, very revealing. I saw a well, my younger self, that wasn't a big surprise, uh, but I didn't realize. There are a few things I didn't realize, you know, about my mid-teen self. And yes. then my self-life self I'd had no idea about. And it was just so amazing. So thank you so much.
0: That's wonderful.
1: Great. Yeah. Well, they they can be very powerful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's beautiful how you took us deep into our consciousness. That was just really lovely. Um, but, um, Anyways, I mean, um, I just want to say that, Um, the energies are still very high and uh, I want to encourage everyone drink a lot of water throughout the day, rest when you can, you will need more rest than usual. But I have sort of noticed in myself, at least, and maybe in a few other people who have a strong conscience about the world, that when they see these things like these mass shootings, um, they don't so much get angry at the shooter who is clearly been horribly manipulated, clearly a mentally ill youth. But it's easy to get angry at any Congress members who are not voting for assault weapon bans or not voting for um, you know, increasing the supply of baby formula, of which there's a ridiculous shortage, unnecessary shortage right now. And it's easy to get angry at them. And I find I have to remind myself I don't deny my emotional responses, but I don't want to live in that anger. So when I can, I move into, I bless you on your path. You know, I release you to your higher path. I try to remember everybody's come in to learn something and I'm positive. I haven't always been all joy and sunshine (laughs) in every life I've ever lived, not even this life. So I just want to remind people of that. Give yourself a break from reaction. Um, I know Amina is one of my friends who's reminded me, choose to respond rather than react. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. So,
1: yeah. Uh, so that's what I would encourage right now. So I'll pass the talking stick back to you, Amina. Thank you Thank very you. much.
0: I would like to add to that, especially about the mental illness part, because the, the truth is that most people who are living with a mental illness do not commit these kind of crimes. And this particular young man, I don't think he's mentally ill. I think he's very angry and full of hate and that's not mental illness. And we just need to keep that in mind. I think that society Sees him as mentally ill, put him into an institution to see if he was mentally ill, but they cleared it and they let him out. And he was able to get ammunition and he was able to get a gun. That's clear planning. My experience for 10 years working with mentally ill people, they usually don't have that kind of clarity because the mental illness interferes with it. Where they have a plan, he had a plan. He had a lot of hate. He had a lot of anger. And the whole thing makes me angry because there's definitely a line drawn between the different colors of skin. He's a white kid who's not dead. He's still alive. If he was a black kid, he'd be dead. He wouldn't live to tell the story.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Okay. And, and again, be cautious about thinking they're mentally ill. No, no, they're full of hate. They're racist. They're all of those things that they probably learned from a very young age. And I still say God bless him because his life is not going to be easy from now on. But the tragedy of the lives that he has destroyed, on a soul level, it's not an issue, but on definitely. On the level on this earth that we live on, it's caused an awful lot of pain. So I would definitely urge everybody to send as much loving thought to the surviving families and to that kid. He needs it just as much as everybody else. There's no excuse for his behavior. None. Mental illness is not an excuse. So anyway, I pass the talking stick to the next person I'd like to talk. So, are you there, Vianak?
1: No. Oh, he has said he has no report at this time. Oh,
0: okay. I'm not listening. Oh, okay. I should look at the chat thing, huh? Okay. Sorry. Okay, that's okay. Um,
1: So, then who's next? Who would like to say something? Shall we call on Ram and Tara?
3: Yeah, unless Penny
1: or Micah have an update. Oh,
0: well, I don't. Well, that's why I'm asking. I don't hear anything.
3: I have a brief to... update, yes. Okay. Thank you, Amina. You're welcome.
1: And speak up then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Well, folks, last night in the Knowledge Seekers Workshop Public Teachings, Mr. Kesh said, our wish is our command. And Mr. Kesh's wish is for world peace. It is our job to contribute from our souls to this cause all of these enhancement units and flight systems we've been talking about for quite some time are not a fable or a fairy tale they are very much a reality that is about to come into our peripheral vision the knowledge of the universe the knowledge of the interaction of the magnetic and gravitational fields the knowledge of creation we are making quantum leaps in the evolution of humanity I highly encourage anyone and everyone to take a deep dive into the studies of plasma science and space technology. Get acquainted with GAN's plasma and work with it. Create your own cups of life that will connect directly with your soul and bring more peace to your soul and relieve any ailments you may be experiencing. It is a gift from the creator. And that's my report for tonight. I pass this talking stick back to you, Amina.
4: Thank you very much. Uh, Penny, do you have anything you want to say? Yes, I'll just say a few things. Uh, these last few days have been intense. It's so many things have happened uh, to me and to the friends around me. And um, it's just like I turn around and then there's another uh, piece of chaos or, or disturbance. It's not so much chaos as a disturbance. Uh, that has has to be dealt with, either in the life of my friends or in my own. Um, I've never had the the feeling of pressure like I have been feeling in the last week. It's just quite amazing. So, um, fortunately, yeah, I've got people to talk to, and um, that helps a lot. But I I just, I've never felt it like this before. So, that's about all. I have to say, uh, without going into all the ups and downs and ins and outs.
0: Okay. That's okay. I think it's the, the definitely with the energy that's come into the earth, that's putting that kind of pressure on us. The way I deal with it, maybe it'll help you. I take a look at what I can do and what I cannot do. What I cannot do, I leave it up to the powers that be and just bless and send the good thoughts there that that the chaos will eventually come into divine order. That relieves my pressure and it relieves my stress and it gives me peace of mind. And then I help where I can help. Usually it's people who are in front of me or sometimes it's just going for a walk and just enjoying the outside, meet someone, just smile at them, wish them a good day. All of that helps, if that helps too you know, bring the pressure off. Everybody is under a lot of pressure and all the things that are going on. Again, remember the vicarious trauma. Mm. So, yes, to remember that and, and and make a decision. You're not going to be traumatized by it because mm. we can't change some of the things people are doing.
4: No, no, we can't. Uh, and I certainly find, find that laughter helps a lot. Oh, I've, definitely. I was on a Zoom call last night and... Um, we got work done that we set out to do, but in the meantime, we had a really good time, and that helped a lot. Because, Absolutely. of course, I, I like to laugh, so that just was right up my street. Yeah. Well, we're all very funny, whether we know it or not.
0: We're just hilarious, to tell you the truth. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> I just have to tell you a funny thing. Um, Richard was working with me on something, and he wanted me to record something, and he replayed it for me because – we should hear ourselves. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm laughing now and I'm going, no, 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 no. You have to ask me the question. I will answer, then you will disappear. <laughs> I actually spoke to Mike that. <laughs> and he recorded it and played it back for me. It was actually very funny when you heard it. It was like a little kid going,
1: no, 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 no. You did, know, you know, did you know he was recording it and you did that? Yes. Okay. But I don't
0: remember saying that to him.
1: <laughs> I don't oh, remember yeah. saying it because we were
0: doing, we were working. And I don't remember saying it. And it was like, oh my God, that's what I sounded like. I'm going, no, 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 no. You ask me the question, I will answer it, then disappear.
2: <laughs> and I thought,
0: oh, I better become more aware. It was <laughs> hilarious when we're both listening to it. <clears throat> we re listened to it this evening. So it's like, I wasn't being nasty, but I was being very determined about, you know, you have to ask me the question, I will answer, but then I just want you to disappear. <laughs> you know, leave me alone, disappear, go away. <laughs> and and, and it, it was funny. And thank God he saw it as funny because that could start a World War III somewhere else, <laughs> you know, but it didn't. But anyway, I will call on Ramantara for their report. Are you there, Ramantara?
1: Hello. Greetings. You know? Oh, Please? there you are.
5: I could listen to you forever tell stories, Omina. <laughs> well, I'll try and come up with a
0: few good ones. I have loads of them. But anyway, I bet you do. <laughs> I do. But I will hand this talking stick over to you too to give us reports and updates.
5: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I would just like to say right off the top that we're in the window of change like we've never been in before.
6: Yes.
5: It is the biggest transformative energies that have ever been on this planet, ever. And let's not... Uh, not lose what we've got by, by forgetting about it or forgetting about what life in the universe and everything is all about why did we come here do we know and I think what uh, Micah was saying that Keshe was saying is peace let's visualize together a declaration of universal peace across the planet So I pass the talking stick to you, Rama. You've got some details
6: here. Yes. And I can, um, uh, before I read this, I got to put my heart on my sleeve and ask for help because we need to pay BBS radio. We're quite a bit behind and I'm down to it with gas and basics and food. We're, really down there we do need some help and um, so
5: $380 and 40 cents is what we owe BBS radio
6: yes
5: and then you said there's a phone bill of some
6: sort yes my Verizon bill which is uh, 121 53 and is that it And then I have an appointment on the 26th for the uh, craniosacral therapist who's helping my shoulder.
5: And that's 185. Yes. So that's what we
6: need. Yes.
5: Okay. Thank you. And we see it
6: uh, done. And so it is. (laughs) And uh, this is Friday with His Holiness Dalai Lama. We have to remember that each and every one of us is part of humanity. We must be determined to achieve positive change, but also to take a long view of what needs to be done. What is important is not to become demoralized. Optimism leads to success. Pessimism leads to defeat. This is exactly what the dark side is playing with right now. And this is Friday. I received a call from Tom, the ringtail cat, Sweet Angelique the cat, and Larry Curry and Mo at twelve fifteen p.m. early this afternoon. They all said to me, "Lord Rama, we are at Stonehenge. We are here at Stonehenge." getting ready for the eclipse in the Wisak Festival, Buddha's birthday. Today, the Israeli police were beating the pallbearers carrying the casket with the body of Palestinian American journalist, Serene Abu Atmeb, to her resting place. There are Potential X and M class flares going on in the next few days. There was a sunquake on our sun Sol in the last 24 hours. As we move into the window of this full lunar eclipse, blood moon, there are many portals opening. Stay in the high heart. The potential for false flag events is high. Sat Namaste. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Place the the fire. And this is Saturday. I received a call from the nameless ones at 11.45 a.m. this morning. I was very happy to hear from them. They said to me, Lord Rama. We are here up in the Wesak Valley awaiting the arrival of the ascended masters to our little community of 20,000 people. We have created a Jedi temple here where all kinds of folks are coming and going from the various realms. The energies are extremely high with the Sun. The dark side would like to play. With false flag events, give them no energy, zero, zilch. We are here to tell you, Captain Astar has the final word. Expect us, Lord Rama, we know where you live. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. And then on Sunday, His Holiness put out a nine-minute YouTube with his WeSock message. We will play it tomorrow. And this is Monday. I received a call from Mr. X at 12.25 p.m. early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, this eclipse will be felt for the next six months or more. And the ripples going out from it are being felt across the galaxy. This is very big. The dark side is done. Nada. Over. And so it is. Goddess Sekhmet arrived along with Lady Master Ma'at, Sekhmet's future self, and Ra, Sekhmet's father. We are in the midst of a very intense solar cycle. Stay in your high heart. The murderer of Shireen Abu Akmab will be brought to justice, blazed the violent fire. There are many events unfolding now on planet Earth. All of them are about full disclosure and how we heal, how we heal the racial divide. Enmeshed and interwoven in the culture of human society today. Inshallah, Satnam Namaste. And this is
1: uh,
6: Tuesday. I received a text message from the King of Swords. Lady Nada and Mr. X at 12.40 p.m. this afternoon. They said to me, Lord Bama, the International Criminal Court, ICC, is sending forensic experts to Bucha, Ukraine, to look for war crime evidence against Russia. Yet we all know Mr. Z. Zelensky did this to his own people and blamed Russia. This is a very big, convoluted story, folks, and it ain't over, because it is about the Kazarian Mafia going down, along with our Mafia over here going down. Lady Nada said, the truth will be coming out momentarily. This is a larger story that includes the oligarchs and the fallen angels. As the ripples of the eclipse continue, all the criminals are being exposed. Stay in the high heart and the violet plane. This is the time that full disclosure can happen, as well as the time we can usher in Sat Yuga, Sat Nam, Namaste. And this is Wednesday. I received a text message today from Tom the Cat, Sweet Angelique the Cat, and Lady Natasha at 12.10 p.m. this afternoon. They all said to me, we are at Stonehenge again, working with the energies of the eclipse. The ripples in space are getting larger and larger. The exposure... Of the fallen angels, Illuminati is happening right now. The light of our son Saul is bringing in that gold dust. The dark side is refusing to accept the light of 10 trillion suns. Let us place all of this in the circle of support. We are just saying, stay in that high heart vibration in place of violet fire for the highest good of all to happen here. P.S. Disclosure is happening about the presence of the Ascended Masters among us, as well as our galactic brothers and sisters in our skies being among us. Call them in. They will show up. Satnam Namaste, blaze of fire. And this is today. I received a call from the King of Swords in number 15 at 12.08 p.m. early this afternoon. They said to me, Lord Rama, this solar cycle is changing everything right now. The human resonance is off the charts again. And uh, you can go and look at that graph on the Internet, the Schumann Resonance, and there are those white spikes going down through the various colors. And what those white spikes mean is that there are literally waves. And the way it's been described to me, is there standing columnar waves? These are like a form of scalar waves, only it's coming from our sun. And uh, it changes matter, energy, space, and time. This is why even Onto today, I could just say I have been drifting in and out of realms. This has been going on all week. And I see portals opening on the road and cars going in and out of them right alongside I-25, 84, 285. And I'm seeing these cars disappearing into the portals and they're going into another dimension. I don't follow them, but I do know that portals and dimensions are overlapping with this one. It has to do with the great convergence when all these planets are going through their ascension as well as our planet, and they line up. And I can say that the galactics are here helping to orchestrate this yet our present earth scientists aside from Nassim and maybe Graham Hancock and a few others don't know how to explain Jack to us about this. And it's huge because sometimes you're not sure if you're in this realm or not. Um, As you are being challenged during this period of Interdimensional quantum shifting to the higher levels of conscious awareness. You must certainly, you must certainly, are not alone. That being said, this is our time, the age of the sixth sun. The congressional hearing that was held earlier this week on the UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena is partially true. Adam Schiff was there, and there are some stories about Adam Schiff that, you know, uh, I don't know where to go with that. There are over 400 crap the Pentagon cannot def- identify. According to two Pentagon officials at this UAP hearing, they believe these craft pose a threat to humanity, which of course is not true. Dr. Greer has pointed out that these two Pentagon officials are tied in with Tom DeLong. He used to be a rock singer and had a group called Blink 182. And he kind of got together after he quit Blink 182 and created something called To The Stars Academy with supposedly the money he made from the rock group he had, and he got different kinds of ex-ABC agency officials, Pentagon officials, and other spooks, and put together this group called To The Stars Academy. It's funded by a foundation which is kind of a mysterious foundation this is how the black budget the deep state create the stuff they're doing right now and scaring the heaven out of people on the well, planet what are they
5: saying what is that group saying promoting
6: they're promoting the idea that the craft coming in pose a threat to earth oh that's not true the only threat that is being posed is what we're creating in area 51 and other places on the planet from the skunk works darpa raytheon lockheed martin a few other general electric uh, nsa dia yeah um Um, Tom DeLong and his group are putting out disinformation at this point are galactic brothers and sisters uh, by saying they pose a threat in other words they have been compromised send them more love this is the most intense time ever we will be seeing you very soon to cuss and discuss matters of state see you in the light of the most radiant warm. Namaste, grace of violet fire. I pass the talking state back to you, Amina.
4: Okay, thank you very much.
5: Um, Tara, do you want to say anything before, we, before I start mine? Okay, I could say a short little thing. Okay. And I think this is that the power and it's Margaret Mead. She always comes into my heart and, uh, I got to meet her and spend time with her at the university of Illinois. And it was an unforgettable time. Let's just put it that way. Um, she has, uh, had a, uh, exact replica statue of Mother Sekhmet sitting in the foyer of her home. Uh, She's not here anymore, I don't think. Is she? Margaret Mead? No.
6: Uh, no,
5: It's quite a while. But she did have that. And she she used to travel to Sekhmet's temple in Egypt, many, many... Recording in progress. Oh. Hello? Can I be Recording
1: stopped sorry
5: what was that <laughs> go, ahead.
1: go ahead uh tom
5: okay so but um, the point being made is that she would every morning about 5 30 in the morning she go sit at mother's uh, feet and mother would get out of her chair the statue mother the statue and get down and sit right next to her and this is her way of beginning her day, on a regular basis, in uh, in uh, California, in Ohio. That were where uh, she was, I believe. So somewhere around there. Could be. All I say is that that's a good visualization, uh, and it's time for this Divine Mother energy to come into equality. And as I were to pray peace, I would pray peace, uh, meaning equality between men and women. And uh, leave all color out of the picture, yeah. all prejudice out of the picture of any sort. And uh, as, as um, Greg Braden always teaches us, let's just pray peace. Yes, need the four out of it in only in the sense that um, we can bring it into the present time. The four extends it on into the future, but all time is present. So, all time present now. Peace in the world. Pass the talking <clears throat> stick back to you, Omina.
0: This. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we're still having a problem with this computer here and all the things I'm trying to do or not do. With it. so
5: Recording anyway. in progress.
0: Okay. Here we are. Okay. What I want to do is send out the telephone numbers for anyone that might, might want to call in and talk to us. And the number is 888 429. 5471 Again, that is 888-429-5471. And the local number is 323-744-4841. Again, 323-744-4841. Thank you, Ram and Tara. I'm, I am. Go I ahead.
6: Wanted to say if people haven't heard the news, because there's so many things going on across the planet, the composer Van Gelis went over the rainbow today, or in the last 24 hours. He was 79. Oh. He made a big impression on me with his music through the years since the 70s, 80s till now. He did the music for Blade Runner. If you're and he
5: participated in John Anderson's group, Yes.
6: Yeah. Those were great songs. Oh, just, I
1: had no idea. That's a real loss. Yeah. Today. Such transformative work. Utterly transformative. And, um, uh, his, yeah, his film scores just um, transported to another, another dimension. <laughs> he did Chariots of Fire, too. He did, and he also did um, something with uh, Robert De Niro and um, uh, the English actor. It was back in the seventeenth, based in the seventeenth century, um, and um, Hmm. they were wanting to assist a tribe of uh, indigenous whom the Catholic Church were claiming were not human, and the children weren't human, etc. And uh, the, the music from that film um absolutely uh, it just shifted me to a whole other level i would say um uh, i'm trying to find the name of it um it was in the 80s came out in the late 80s and um oh my goodness just just uh, an amazing spiritual presence in his work and um yeah he will be he will really be missed yeah
6: yeah i've got the talking stick
0: Thank you, Raman Tara, for your report and for the information. And we were going to, I was going to, hopefully the panel will join in. I was going to talk about oneness. And I'm I'm inviting my masters to come in and talk. Universal masters, I should say, really. They're not mine, but they are universal. They talk to me. So that's always really nice. And and I'm going to give a little background on when we were all one. And it's in our memories. We just have to activate it. But there was a time before we took on the personalities and the egos and the earth and all of that, where souls became souls when they broke away from the God-Goddess because they want to venture out on their own, knowing that they had the creation of the God-Goddess with them and acted as such. And they did great creations, and they always encouraged each other, admired each other, and would celebrate. And that went on for eons until it got to where one group thought they could do better than another group the first original sin of arrogance that began to separate from the divine celestial home. And that's where the oneness began to lose its power. And I think we're all here now trying to reclaim the oneness because of the memory thereof it and the memory of the love and the memory of the peace and the memory of the quietness You know, oneness is silent. Think about it. Oneness is silent. And what is oneness? How do we become oneness? How do we think oneness? I don't think we think oneness. I don't think we're in oneness if we think it. I think we feel oneness. Why do we think we're a part of the oneness? What makes us feel a part of the oneness? How do we express this? How do we recognize this? How we are all part of the one, with nature, with other human beings, with the world, in our, rela- our mental, emotional, physical and spiritual lives. How do we rate to others? Religion has separated us all from the oneness. Believe it or not Again I'm going to repeat Growing up How we were made in the image of God But don't dare go and acting like God Or the goddess Of course they didn't talk about the goddess Because that's too far out And that's definitely scary to think that There might be a more creative being than God Well that's why God created the goddess Because she was the creator So how do we know we're part of the one? In my experience, we're part of the one when we allow ourselves to experience that we're not different. That we are part of the one, that we look beyond the color of our skin or the color of our hair, or the shape of our eyes. When you look at wildlife, birds, whatever. Everything on this earth has a purpose. Everything. Everything that's alive has a purpose. From the plants to the top of the human beings who are on the top of the food chain. We're on top of the food chain. Now, to another planet somewhere looking down at us, we may be food for them. Like, we look down on the planet and we look on the food that's there for us. We're on the top Except we have free will. Sometimes I think we'd be far better off without free will because when you look at how everything has a purpose, everything on this earth has a cycle, everything on this earth reproduces, whether it be mineral life, whatever water, mineral life, Earth, air, fire, whatever you want to call it. I'm not a scientist by any means. But everything on this earth has a purpose. That makes us all one. But do we celebrate that? We don't. We do not celebrate our oneness. I hear people criticizing everything, anything, each other. That separates us. Rarely do I hear people celebrating another human being or looking for the best in another human being. I mean, have you ever experienced people, you're having a conversation with them, and you might be showing them something beautiful, and they'll find one flaw in it. Well, that could be better, that could be better, that could be better, but that color could be better. Or do they touch up that picture of you? Because you definitely look a lot younger in it. No, they didn't touch it up. That's just my energy, my smile, whatever it might be. They're the things that separate us. Our thoughts separate us. How many of us think as one? We can because if you look at it if you look at each one as a soul. It's amazing what can happen because actually it could even open up your eyes. It could even show you what that soul was in other lifetimes. So let's say that was true. And you don't like anything about that person or what their soul is showing you. And you know why we don't like anything? Again, it separates the oneness. We don't like it because that's who we were one time. We've been everything everybody else is. We've been the person we can't stand in front of us. We've been the person that's been criticized. We've been the person we're criticizing. That's the journey of the soul to experience everything. And the soul's goal is to do it for the higher good. The ego is to challenge that and try and discredit what's for the higher good, which again separates us from the oneness. If you go out into nature and you look at the many different flowers, the different colors, the different, even in the sky, the different shapes of the clouds, they'll even shape into things you're familiar with. That's showing you the oneness. People see animals, they see angels, they see demons, they see everything. It's all part of the oneness. It's our judgment that separates it. In terms of the celebration of who we are, we're not raised to be proud of who we are. Most of us are not raised to be that because that's against our religion. We cannot be that. We have to be humble. And people think when you're humble, you can't be heard or seen. And true humility is a very strong person that knows what to do. They just don't show off about what they're able to do. That's true humility. That's a true blessing. That's part of the oneness. And the other thing that we don't want to admit to ourselves about oneness, we're all in service to each other. Every human being, every thing that's alive on this earth is in service to Mother Earth. We're in service to each other. It doesn't matter who you are, what station in life, we're still in service to each other because that's how it works. That's how oneness would work in its glory. We would be concerned about the higher good for the person, for the next door neighbor. It doesn't matter whether they accept that or not. It's what's in our hearts and in our thoughts that puts that energy out. Have you ever met someone that you just want to be around? I'm asking anybody that wants to answer that question on the panel. If, if there's some people you just want to be around, ask yourself why. I can answer for myself that when I want to be around somebody, and there are certain people I want to be around, and you know why? Because they make you feel part of. Of them that make you feel part of the oneness, that make you feel like you count, like it's important. Even if you're the grumpiest person in the world, it still make you feel like you're part of it. That's oneness. Oneness is about feeling. It's about being part of the bigger picture. And the truth is, as individuals, we have great power. And that great power feeds into universal power. The universe doesn't have a sense of humor. It doesn't, it's not going to do exactly what we want unless we want to be very specific about the request. And if we do say we want it for the higher good, doesn't mean we'll always get it, but we'll get something else for the higher good. So how does affect effect is in our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual world? Now, spiritual lives, most people on this earth, their spiritual life is in their religion. And I have nothing against that because I think religion is a great way to find your way to your spiritual life or back to your spiritual life, where we came from. You can live in the world with a healthy ego, or you can live in the world with a very unhealthy ego. It's a very complicated mixture of a lot of things and it's about training our mental bodies to be able to sort through it as I was saying earlier, what do I want to really get involved with? What is it that I cannot do anything about other than maybe put the energy out there for the higher good? Send the love. You're either in fear or you're in love. It's like reacting or responding. 90% of the time I choose responding. If I go over the edge, just run. And then I'll stop myself and find myself going there because that depletes energy. It depletes your good energy. And the key is to raise your vibration to match the new energy that's in the world because it's shifting our paradigm shift in our brain to how our language changes. That's the other thing. Language can complicate things, how we use the language or even clarify things, clarify things in the oneness. It's like if you meet somebody that's very famous and that you admire, how do you treat them? Would you treat them, would you greet them the same way that you might greet a homeless person on the street? Because they're part of the oneness too. The outer bodies is an illusion. I always think that's a good question to ask somebody. Would you smile at the homeless person on the street The same way as your smile at the Pope, let's say. Everybody knows who the Pope is. Or Dental Washington, because I love Dental Washington. I would give them the same smile. That would be my hope. That they would get the same courtesy, the same respect, the same smile. Because I've worked so much with the homeless and people living with mental illness and addiction and everything else you could name. And they're just as wonderful and challenging as anybody else. And to me, that's part of the oneness, being able to embrace them, embrace their energy. Now, what they do, I'm not saying you have to like them. You just embrace their energy, their soul. Because I know I've been where they've been in other lifetimes. The kindness. Brings the oneness to life. Non-judgment brings the oneness to life. Acceptance brings oneness to life. That's what makes us the oneness. The acceptance on a mental, emotional, and physical and spiritual level. So if you're all of different religions accepting that, not fighting over it, accepting it. That brings us to the oneness because that's the common denominator is the acceptance. And sending the love to all, just sending it to everyone. Everybody needs love. Everybody wants love. Most don't know how to get it. Most don't even understand it. Love is really oneness. If anybody has anything to chime in or call in at 888 429 5471 or 323 744 4841. Haven't you ever had where you have a memory, hopefully a fond memory, of, oh, someone very dear to you? I had, I had dinner tonight with a friend. That I worked with for 10 years. And we had a wonderful time working together. And we were talking about our children and our grandchildren. And she was telling me about her grandson. Her and her husband who has passed over the Hilton House. But her and her husband, they were the grandparents. And they always called their grandson um, Buddha. Now, the grandson is much older, and they want to call the grandmother. They were saying, well, we're just going to call you by your real name. And he said, no, I want to be called Buddha. He wanted to be called Buddha by his grandmother. Because it's such a fun memory of love for him that he received from both grandpa and grandma. And, and I just think that's, I just think that's wonderful. I really do. You can feel the love. And that's where good memories, if you have good memories, bring them up. Especially if they're emotional attachments to people in your life. Because that's what creates the oneness. You feel one with that person that you have fond memories about. And if we can just spread that, we don't have to keep it to ourselves. We just have to spread the feeling out there to the people that don't have those memories. Because that's, you look at any baby animal and you look at human animals, you look at we're human animals, how we, how we watch children play. Well, and if you ever spend any time watching small animals, the mothers are still protective, the children still play, they still challenge the parents just like the human ones do. They all have that in common. Whether the giraffes, elephants, tigers, lions, you name it. I watch them all the time because I just love watching them. And they're as mischievous and daring as the human ones are. They all have that delight in common. That's the oneness. They display it. If you watch it, they display it right in front of us. That mischievous wonderment about life. Looking to see if the parent is watching, how far can I go with this? How far can I go with it? How can I push the boundaries? Think about the ones that have no boundaries. There's no oneness when there's no boundaries. It's chaos. I'm sure a lot of you have encountered children that know nothing about boundaries. I'm sure an awful lot of adults don't have an idea what a boundary is. It creates chaos. Boundaries keep us safe. Safety in oneness. Safety in groups. With clear boundaries, that's part of oneness. Then we respect the other boundaries that are in nature. Not to destroy. Not to kill. Not to burn. When I go outside and I see everything in bloom, it's like it's like Mother Nature dancing. They're all blooming. I see that as oneness. The smells, the beautiful perfume smells from lilacs, from lilies, from roses, from flowers. Flowers I don't even know names of, but they just look beautiful. They smell beautiful. That touches me. That makes me part of them because I can smell their essence. Like when you're in a room with somebody, you can feel their essence. That makes you part of the oneness. Try and remember that when you're out there in your everyday. Look for the oneness. Where you can find that common thing that brings us together. That's what the oneness the oneness is all about. If we're all out there looking at a beautiful moon, that's oneness. Because there's only one moon. And there's all of us looking at it. The things in common that brings us together that we share, that we delight in, that we cry in, that we're even angry with. That's oneness. It unites us. Hopefully it unites us to a level where we can send that out to the rest of the world that's fragmented and tormented and destroyed. Then we have to look at the oneness of the souls that are being released back to the God-Goddess. Then it's funny, on the, when they cross that veil, all those souls are one. And they feel that release. We're left in our oneness with our grief. Wondering, why? Sometimes we can't spend too much time on why. Because we're not going to get the answers because most of us wouldn't understand this. The other thing that takes us away from the oneness, people analyze everything to death. They just analyze it to death, wasted all the energies, trying to un- understand something, why it happened, or why was this, or why was that, or it could be, why did I cut my crust off at the sandwich that way? I don't know why. It takes us away from the oneness. We'll be excited to see what do we all have in common. We have an awful lot more in common than we don't. We're just afraid to look for it. We're afraid to approach it. We're afraid to talk about it. We're afraid to talk about some of the things that people won't touch. We shame things. We shame our bodies. Shame our sexuality. That all separates us from the oneness when it's all part of the oneness. Gender, gender-shaming, mixed genders. If we don't accept this, it, it separates us. Besides, if you accept somebody on their path, it's going to make my life easier, it's going to make your life easier. We can't do judgment and compassion at the same time. You want to do one or the other. You're either judging or you have a compassionate stance to where you just allow them to walk on their journey and bless them on their journey because they're part of us. Otherwise, we would not be feeling what we're feeling. The feelings can separate us or unite us because feelings don't die. All we can do is change our attitude about what disturbs us. If somebody walks by and we don't like it, we need to look at ourselves and say, why? When it's just an attitudinal adjustment. We don't have to go into analyzing into all the things. It's really a matter of saying, okay, I don't like that the way it's going, but I can accept it. I'm not going to do anything to change it. I might, I might ask myself, why am I feeling it? Are they a threat to me? Are they going to come take what I have? Are they going to change my sexuality? Are they going to change my gender? Are they going to change my clothes? Are they going to change how I pray? Yeah, they will if you keep going after them at night and eyeing the daylights out of them. Yeah, they're going to do something. You can't poke a tiger and expect them not to roar at you. 'Cause it will roar at you. It's about respecting the boundaries that makes us who we are, and about allowing ourselves to be who we are in the oneness. Anybody got any questions or open to discussion? I would most certainly would love it.
1: Well, I'm wondering um when you're talking about this, and it's a fascinating subject because it hits on a lot of things like how much do we live in judgment? How much do we live in self-protectiveness and the ego mind and all that, you know? Because yeah. that's gonna prevent oneness every time. Because there's always got to be a me and them if you're living in self-protective wounded states. So then I'm wondering, are you talking really Gosh. about a whole philosophy, a spiritual philosophy? A spiritual teaching or a state of the heart? And uh, well, you see, yeah.
0: I would think a statement of the heart and spirituality are all one thing. Because when you talk about spirituality, you're talking about reaching into a higher level. And if you're talking from the heart, you are at a higher level. Because to feel the oneness, you have to feel the love. You have to feel the love for everything. For, like I said, for all life on earth, everything on earth has a purpose. We all have that in common. We all survive and fight to live. Any living thing on earth does that. From the smallest, tiniest, tiniest being to mankind that's on the top of the list. All fight to live. That's instinctive.
1: Yes.
0: Everyone produces. Everything produces. From the plants to the fish to the tiniest, tiniest microorganisms produce. We all have that in common. That's oneness. That's the oneness. It could be a philosophy.
1: Well. Experience. At that level, it's an experience, but it's mainly an unconscious one, you know, that we're all connected. Well, the,
0: yes, and the, but to really live the oneness, we need to bring it into the consciousness. Yeah. I mean, to really experience the oneness. Yeah. Because I really do feel we're not going anywhere. We're not ascending anywhere until we have that level of oneness. How can you? Yes. Think about it. How can you
1: ascend anywhere if you're not in the oneness? Well, this is what I'm talking about in a way, because a lot of people will say to you, oh, absolutely, I agree. Just like a lot of people will espouse certain beliefs, they'll, they'll say they're entirely against racism, but they don't feel comfortable around a non-white person if they themselves are white, <laughs> or vice versa. You That's, know, the whole, yeah. That's the whole point. They would agree with you, you know, but they missed the boat. And I'm not judging them. We all fall flat times, (laughs) but that's the whole.
0: That's the whole point. It's like everybody has belief systems, but belief systems change all the time with experience. I'm going to go back to the old story of you're trying to teach your child not to go near the stove. They don't understand it. But if they get burnt by the stove, they do, because it's a new experience that that's hot and now you don't touch it anymore. Yeah. Okay? So it's about the experience and the exposure. Like, let's say, for instance, before I emigrated to this country, we already knew about the whole history of the United States. We grew up learning about it, listening about it, because... The Irish are great storyteller. From the time you couldn't read, you were still getting stories about the Irish history, practically history of the world, you might say. I come here and I have a, a, you know, I'm in awe of an awful lot, in shock of an awful lot. I'm really in shock at the lack of history that the average person doesn't know about their own country. Okay. So how how me, I happen to challenge people, whether it's about religion, culture, whatever it is, because I want to understand. I want to understand more about why you feel that way. And then you and you find out that because of their experience they're not exposed, because of their experience they don't read, they're not curious enough about it, or whatever. You're, when you get into your comfort place, most people don't want to be kicked out of it. And but you learn nothing when you stay in a comfort place. You really don't. That's interesting, isn't it? Absolutely, because how can you be tested in the same comfort zone all the time? You're not testing anything about yourself in it. You don't know what you're made of. Sometimes yeah. you don't even know how to cope when something comes along and whacks you right across the head and knocks you down. Some people don't even know how to get up. So it's like the more experience we have, the better off we are. And it doesn't mean that experience has to be bad. It's just life. It's experience. Do we allow ourselves to get close enough to someone when they die that we cry for them? I'm not talking about family. I'm talking about outside family. Sometimes family, we want to forget. And that's okay, too. If you divorce yourself from the negative experience, it's okay. Because you're still going for the higher good. And the higher good connects us. Can you imagine if everybody got up every day and decided they wanted their day to be for the higher good?
1: Yeah. That would transform the world in a week's time.
0: <laughs> well, it most certainly would. Tra- I don't know if we would do in a week's time, but it definitely would start transforming it because it would start transforming our own energy to begin with.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yes. It would start bringing in higher energy into our beings, into our lives, how we see things, but would open up our vision. Yeah. I mean, what's, that- what's anybody else's idea of oneness?
1: Well, I don't know if Micah has, or um, who else is into cashier, here or anybody has any input as far as what Keshe might have to say because he is so, M.T. Cash is so uh, universal peace orientated. And, um, but does it include the witness? Oh, I think so, yes. Yeah, I th- because he's a very evolved person and... Yes. I, uh, it would definitely include that. And and then what interests me is that people say that oneness is actually the step beyond unity consciousness, because you're not using that phrase unity consciousness. But um, I thought they were the same, but maybe in unity, we're all it's still individuals, but we're all interconnected and we realize we're all relying on one another. And then maybe in a sense, oneness is a step further, because at that point we're realizing there's no separation. I don't even need my individual ego. Um, you know? Yeah, well,
0: what one of my masters are telling me is that the unity consciousness is the same as oneness. All right. Okay. <clears throat> that that the important thing, what I'm being told, is that we keep it in a very simple language so that people can understand it. Uh, oh, Padme is online, too yes okay how are you can you hear me
2: i am i can can you hear me
0: yes i can
2: (laughs) oh this is you are at least in my world you are more than on target i can't say enough about that on each of you are really uh you know i was uh my grandma used to always teach us that there is no, no all souls are equal. That nobody is better than another, and she really meant it. She meant it in how you treated people in every walk of life and everything. Uh, yeah. She was uh, very aware, and uh, and so I was also about four or five days ago. I started. Um, there's a song by a, a famous band called Soundgarden, Garden, and he sings this Spoonman man song, and it's kind of annoying because. <laughs> it says spoon man over and over on the, and they play overplayed it on the radio. But I, but the lead singer was Chris Cornell. And, um, he, uh, Tuesday was the five year anniversary of his passing. And so I looked up the song, the lyrics for fun. Cause I thought, well, what exactly is he saying? And I knew him, I knew him because he was local Seattle. And, uh, so anyway, I, um, I realized what he was writing about. There's a, a guy named Artist the Spoonman, like the word artist told me without the T, and it's com. but he is quite famous, and uh, but he would play on the streets of Seattle and wherever, and people would truly discount him, and what Chris Cornell did was bring attention to the fact that he, you know, with or without knowing his background, the fact that when people saw him on the street, they would simply just you know, kind of shrug and give a, a, you know, a a discounting look, like, you know, and how people are so caught up in their ego. And so I actually, um, anyway, I just wrote a lot about, about that yesterday. And I felt like he was almost like speaking to me, like, why don't you pick up the torch where I left off about teaching people about how they treat each other in the community and his work in general. And so it's just very unique. And, uh, but it's when you said all about the ego and about no boundaries and how that, uh, or, I mean, ego and no boundaries create chaos. And it's just, it's, it's a lesson for humanity at this time in every regard. So I just want to say thank you and sort of say that and How that came about for me was roundabout, but I'm like, why is this song like in my head 24 seven? It's like annoying, (laughs) but uh, anyway, uh, so very cool, and I just wanted to say thank you.
0: Well, thank you very much, and I'm going to say to help people to get into the oneness, I'm going to give the definition of the ego of the personality, which Mm -hmm. it spells ego, but it's envy, gratification, and obsession. Envy, gratification, obsession. That's when the ego of the personality is in full force. Now, if you want to go to the ego of the soul, which creates the oneness, it is encouragement, gratitude, and observance. Encouragement, gratitude, and observance. If we can train our brains to think, encouragement, gratitude, and observance, it will change our energy. It's part of the oneness because that's how we would support each other from a soul level. If we find ourselves in the ego of the personality and be aware of it, then we try and switch it over to the ego of the soul. It definitely helps to change the energy, change how we feel about who we are, which, of course, in turn will change how we feel about everybody else. And, I mean, I most certainly am open to be challenged about anything, anything that I'm saying. I have no problem with that because the more we hear about different viewpoints, I'm going to mention the the phone numbers again if anybody else wants to call in and challenge us or add to our story or whatever whatever you want to do. It's 888-429-5471. Or 323-744-4841. 3, 3, 4, 4, 4, 4, we would love to hear from you. Love to hear from anybody on the panel that wants to add or challenge. That would be great too. I don't know how much more I can say about oneness, other than I would suggest that we allow our souls to take a trip to the oneness when we're sleeping. That can happen, by you. All we have to do is have a willingness, let go, and ask for what we want. We want to experience the oneness.
4: Uh, Omina, this is Penny. I I just wanted to thank you for that whole presentation because uh, you helped me um, put things together that I that I've been aware of for a long time, and it's it's like finding out why I've been out of sync with a lot a lot of times in my life. And um, you know, just with people in general, because they're not operating from the heart. And uh, it makes you more vulnerable. It makes one more vulnerable, and it makes one more easily taken advantage of. Um, and then you want to kick yourself around the block afterwards. But, um, but I couldn't live any other way. Well, you have to think about it this way to keep living the way that you
0: want to live. First of all, nothing can happen to you without your permission. Yeah. So I oftentimes start my day with that. I'm not out to do any harm with anybody, and I don't allow them to do any harm to me. I, I put that in my head, I put yeah. that in my thoughts, I put yeah. that when I'm driving. I don't want any accidents. I don't need a burst of energy to wake up. Wake me up gently.
2: Mm
0: You know, It's about being specific about what we want from the universe because the universe will give us what we want, but we need to be specific. It's like I say all the time, people ask me, they want to meet the love of their life. And I'll say, so what do you want in the love of your life? They make a list. I said, you have to become all of those things if that's what you want. Because energy attracts energy. And it's the very same. If we think of the oneness. If we send out those thoughts. I don't mean you have to be out hugging every tree. Hugging every person. But you don't. Because thoughts are so powerful. They are so far more powerful than our egos. That's for sure. And we send those thoughts out. We go out and we and we enjoy the essence of a flower, of a tree, of nature, why can't we join the essence of a person? We can. The more we become aware of our essence, the more we can spread it out to other people. You send out love to people, they're going to feel it. They're going to want to be closer to you. They're going to want to be nearer. They're going to want to touch you. They're going to want to talk to you. Why? Because they feel the love and they want it. They don't realize that they have it in them. I can't come up along to somebody and give them love, but I can bring it out in them. Go ahead.
1: um, I just want to say, I feel like in the U S here, we are such a divided country as bad as it was five, eight, 10 years ago. It's gotten even worse lately. I feel because the GOP are, are just gritting their teeth. They're so determined to take over the house. Again, there's, so determined to own elections and not just influence them. You know, um, I feel like the the desperation in the country has increased these past few years economically as well. And when that happens, any society is going to be ripe for facing a lot of manipulation, pushing people into separate camps, even more so than we already have been so i'm wondering you know like what you say about thoughts i don't feel like arguments and discussion are going to get us anywhere anymore well they haven't exactly because they haven't no we hear them everywhere it hasn't cured anything and i feel like if we can hold positive thoughts toward other people that's kind of that's the argument they they can't face down they can't because it's not an argument based on ego. It's just a, it's the, uh, it's an alternative uh, to pushing one's viewpoint. And um, it's, a, it's the higher path. Uh, well,
0: when I, when I have somebody in front of me and they're really trying to push stuff on me, I just look at them and say, and how is that working for you? <laughs> you know, and I see it in that kind of a tone. I'm not being condescending because it's funny to me it really is tragically funny it's like saying this is not working on me so how is it working for you yeah that that's really what i'm saying it's like i'm definitely open to a discussion and sharing points of view because if i'm talking to somebody like i was talking to one of my friends And she went into shock when she thought, you know, the the January 6th thing was okay. I said, no, it wasn't. Five people died. She goes, no, they didn't. I said, yes, they did. What news are you listening to? Go look it up. Five people died. And she was in shock. Well, I was in shock that she didn't know. Yeah. You know, so it's like. Okay, I don't think we're going to talk about politics because I would like to discuss politics to understand where a person is coming from. And you can't do that if somebody is set on putting the other party down. Politics is dirty business. That's what I see. It's dirty business. No, no. I don't know if anybody ever watched a series on TV. I think it's called Boardwalk. Uh, Boardwalk, um, it was set in the 1900s. Yeah,
1: yeah, early 1900s, sure.
0: Yes, and it was very, very good because it shows you the politics and it shows you the prejudice and it shows you where a lot of things were born. I mean, the addiction to power is dangerous. Okay. Because that's what it is, an addiction to power. When it gets to be dirty, then it's an addiction to power. That doesn't serve anybody's higher. good. But again, I will still put out the good thoughts. and I'll still bless them all. Even Mr. Trump, I bless him a million times. Because he needs a blessing a million times. But I do think that we all have to fall before we can get back up again and start building again and I think, I do think it's going to get better, I just don't think we're there yet because there's a huge that's battle going on.
6: That yeah. show was called Boardwalk Empire Omina. I mean, it was absolutely that's, excellent, I watched that's, them all
0: That's the one, thank you Randy, that's exactly the one, wasn't that great?
6: That was excellently well done, and you realize that those are all real characters, that is not fiction
0: that's what I mean. It's historical. There's a great history lesson in it. Wow. Yeah, it really, yes, it was Boardwalk Empire. couldn't think of the rest part of it, but I watched that whole series, too, because I thought it was great. I thought that it was really, really good in terms of its education. And we don't have Panic Me Online, too, again, do we? Uh-uh, do we? No. 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 Okay. so. But anyway, yes. And and that was the beginning of addiction to power. I mean, I'm sure there was addiction to power way before that, but that brought it right up into the living room and it brought it right into my face. And I'm sure as long as we're human beings, that's probably going to be until we evolve into a higher space. So anyone else has got anything to add about the oneness or challenge or please do please. Well, I,
4: I don't want it's not about challenging it's just about uh, commenting about how we got there because the minute that you mentioned boardwalk to me yes. what i see is the monopoly game and i have one brother who played it and he played for you know he he didn't he wasn't playing a game he was playing to take everybody down all the time he he had that sense of I don't know whether it's competitive, ultra competitiveness. And um, it's. Some, it's people, some
0: people just have to win. Yes. Like some people have to be right.
4: Yes. it's it's And that's all part of the same. It's all part of the same. Um, I don't know what do you want to no, call it. It's the, Eagle part, it's, the, it's, the part, it's the same
0: part of the energy. It's a misuse of energy. Hmm. Okay, if you think of it like where the, e- the ego of the personality is going to take over and they want the power, it becomes a misuse of energy because it's not for the higher good. Mm. To, use well, the, to use the energy, you go for the higher good, misuse of it, you do whatever you can with it.
4: But one of the other things that was thinking, I, first of all, I was thinking about you, um, Omina, we need to clone you. And send you out on the world in the world, <laughs> to stand to stand on soapboxes on every corner of every city.
2: Believe on, me, i
4: <laughs> Thank
0: you. I'm very very good. I am very very good on soapboxes, but I'm going to give you a little secret. I'm going to be interviewed on Tuesday for something like that.
4: Can can we all come and say
0: rah rah or what? Well, I don't know yet because I'm still working on that piece of it, and it's <laughs> like if it's like this: if the masters and the higher powers decide that I'm chose, I'm supposed to be on a world stage with something, then I will be. Mm-hmm. And, and the beauty of it is, I don't have to prove anything. I'm just going to tell you what's going to come. In my mind, I don't have to prove if it's good, bad, indifferent, right or wrong for whoever. It's really just thinking. It's a new way of thinking because that's what we
4: need to do. We need
0: to have a new way of thinking.
4: Well, and that was one of the things I wanted to say is that's what we're here. That's what we're here to to do. And yes. uh, that is a very, sometimes it's uh, it's pretty hard on your knees and your elbows when you fall all the time or your face um, so much um, uh, antagonism all the well, time. We're going to do that until we get to a place of
0: trust in our higher power in the universe, whatever your higher belief system is. If it's for the higher good and you totally, totally trust that, nothing can happen to you. Because I've fallen and scraped my knees and now it's painful. I no longer want to do that. I don't want to do stuff that's going to put me off my path or not give me peace of mind. It's like, how do you maintain peace of mind? Well, we just have to get our, we just have to accept for life the way it's flowing by and I don't have to interfere with it. I don't have to come along and try and fix you or anybody else. I just have to fix me. And I do that by totally... I, I'm just very, very fortunate. Like I said, I have this beautiful garden that another woman did. It's absolutely beautiful. I thank her every night, every day for it because I smell it and it's gorgeous. I invite everybody else to pick their herbs that are in there. Whether they do or not, I don't know. I have a bunch of masters that talk to me. I mean, how luckier can you get? And that's available to everybody. That's the whole point. But we don't trust it.
4: Well, first of all, we don't know exist. We don't know that, or we've grown up not knowing, or if people in general. And that comes back to your original point about what religions have have um, cast, yes. you know, have done on on the whole planet. It isn't just in any any part of the planet. It's entirely, and exactly. all of the other things that we we're, we're here to uh, reexamine and uh, reshape and refocus.
0: You wanna go out there? You wanna go out there and feel the oneness? I do it. You know what I do? I talk to babies. If I'm in the store, if I'm walking, I ask permission. Can I talk to your baby? They always say yes, and I thoroughly just get into the joy of the expressions and the giggles of a baby because it tickles me, and that to me is part of the one. I. you find a happy baby. And even if you don't find a happy baby, your job is to make the baby happy.
4: <laughs> or give the mother a smile, for sure. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. But babies, if they're not happy, you'd be amazed. You start looking at them and you just send that love and they smile.
4: That's true. That's very true.
0: Yeah, they smile.
4: It happens all the time yeah all all the time, and
0: I love that. I always ask permission, and I always thank the parent for allowing me to talk to them, and everybody walks away smiling, mostly me because I thoroughly enjoy it
2: mhm mhm
0: and and if we did that and wasn't afraid to do it, and I don't care what ba- what color the baby is. It doesn't matter.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: don't see that. I see a baby.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't touch the baby. If I want to touch the baby, I ask and I touch the baby. I always ask permission, and that's part of connecting. You ask the permission. It's part of connecting. That's part of the oneness.
4: Omina, uh, have you um, have you noticed in your um Travels and what have you, now that people are not um, wearing the masks anymore, that people are more willing to look you in the eye and smile or they don't know what to say. I'm just thinking about today, I was in town briefly and went to the store and on the next tail over, there was a mom uh, with her baby on her hip, you know, and I just... Looked at the little the little kid and looked at him and gave him a big grin and he just looked at me. I don't know whether what he was thinking, uh, but I just wondered if he wasn't used to seeing people smiling. And no, probably,
0: he probably just loved your energy. Maybe. But I was at, I was in the civic center, the XL center, the other night. My granddaughter was graduating from college with high honors. And it was full of people. there probably were twelve or fifteen thousand people in there, and most of them were not wearing masks, but they were not looking at each other smiling okay they weren't talking to each other. I think they were afraid to yeah and and as the as the The undergraduates were walking along. There was one young woman who had a dog with her. It's either a therapy dog or she was blind. I'm not sure. But there was two young men behind me. And one says, oh, my God, she's got a dog with her. Why do they allow her to bring in a dog? And he went on and on and on. So I just turned around and I said nicely, it's a therapy dog. He goes, oh, what? I a therapy dog, somebody that might have very traumatic experience, and they need a therapy dog, or it's a dog with a blind person. And his whole energy changed when he understood why he went from judgment to understanding why the dog was there. And it was like, I'm okay explaining that to him. I took a chance. That's okay. He could have told me to F off, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's about it's about taking that chance without fear Mm -hmm. or judgment about saying to somebody. And in the middle of that, my grandson, my youngest grandson, had gone up to the bathroom on the way back. And there was an older woman walking up the steps and she was having a difficult time. Well, he offered his arm to her and she took it. There's a man coming up behind her. And as Chase is walking up with her, helping her, because they're very steep steps. He says to the man behind, are you with her? He says, yes. He says, well, do you want to take over? And he says, no. He says, you do it. Hmm. So, <laughs> and, and and Chase is like that. He's just a very kind individual. He's an 18-year-old. but He's adorable. Of course he is. He's my grandson.
4: Of course. Anyway,
0: yes. But anyway, then I'm coming out now. We're all coming out. And my son says to my grandson, you stand behind granny, meaning take care of granny going up the steps. He didn't, he didn't, I didn't have to take his answer. And so I'm climbing up there and, and my grandson just says, well, you're very nimble. And <laughs> 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 I could get myself up there by myself, you know, And it was, it was just, I just said, Chase, you've done your good deed for the day. He was very, very kind. And of course he just smiles, but he is, they're like that. My grandparents and all my aunts and uncles, I've said it before, were the kindest people I ever met. And I swear there's a kind gene in there because my children, my grandchildren, a lot of my sisters and my brother, they have
4: that, there's a kindness there. They're just kind. They'll help anybody. Well, that's part of the rural background or, or the country background that you come from, too, Omi. Ab- absolutely. My my youngest son, he says, Everybody just comes to him for help. He
0: was in a park one day, some park at somewhere, and he says, This man who didn't even speak English came up and asked him for help with something and he understood what he wanted to help for. And neither one of them spoke each other's language. <laughs> <laughs> That to me is an example of being open to the universe and allowing for that connection. And that's the oneness.
5: Omina. Yes. uh, You brought a memory back when you said that about the difference in the languages. Yes. Uh, I went down to Mexico with, with Micah and his dad and we went to this place called Progreso, which is just north of Merida. That's Merida is uh, in um, in Cancun area, but it's it's uh, another name for that city is called the White City, and um, that's where they they uh, their main export was making rope. Uh and um anyway uh was right on the ocean it's just about an hour's drive or 75 minutes uh drive uh yeah so uh to the to the ocean there and um all the kids there was this lady that she used to clean all the houses along the ocean which were you know, people came from other countries to stay in those houses, and uh, I went with this lady and her three children, and they were so happy. They were just playing with Micah all the time, uh, and they they would take him into the water, and and then they took him and me too to their house, which was across the road, you know, behind the the beach houses and they had they had this place where you hang the uh the uh, hammocks and that's what they slept in yeah that's it and the whole other place was a big open space and there were windows around and that was it and they just wanted to play yeah and and uh it was just the the children had a way of being with each other they never, never fought. Mm-hmm. It just didn't happen, right? And and I'm just saying. And I, I was, you know, I was in a place where, what else could you watch? You got a beautiful ocean. You got the fish in the sea. If you're hungry, or <laughs> you 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 make your uh, tortillas, yeah. and they they knew how to do that very well. And and that was life. Yes, absolutely.
0: It's and amazing I mean, what happens when we're open to an experience. It really does. I was talking to a friend, we'll get to Padme in a minute, she's online too. But anyway, I, she was talking about what she was doing, and I kept saying, You cannot have the universe bring what you want when you keep putting conditions on it.
5: Right. You just can't.
0: It does I said the universe doesn't understand what you're saying and you're saying this is what you want but you want it this way if you're not open to the experience of it arriving because you have all these conditions on it conditions to the universe are like walls around you they can't get through that okay so it's yeah. like you want the universe to give you what you need to take care of you then you have to allow it to do that and it's for your higher good. So, Novinak oh, must have left. Okay. Um, let me get to Padme. She's on line two because we're getting close to our end. So, good night, Padme. I mean, hello, Padme.
2: Are you there? <laughs> Hi. I am here. Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting one for sure. Um, be, care- be careful what you wish for you. just might get it. But Oh, no, you are going to get it. On it. Yeah. I know that I've, thought, I've gotten a few things I asked for and then I was like wait a minute maybe I should have been more specific or I should have reviewed that first but uh, uh, I, you went over it went so fast by about you were saying you were going to let us in on a secret about what you were doing next Tuesday I guess you can't say much but I wondered if you would repeat what you did say
0: no I'll I'll tell you next Thursday
2: how about that Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just send
0: out all the good vibes for the higher good for me. That's all.
2: I will. We will. We will. Absolutely. Today, mazel tov. Okay. I yes, will mute thank out. you. Lots of love and light. Thank you, thank guys, you. everyone, for being here. You're the best. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, things are unfolding, and for the, I always go for the higher good. And I know we are near the end of our hour. So, does anybody else have anything to say before we ask Bob or Don to play the music?
1: I think it was an excellent discussion. So, thank you so much, Omina, and much needed at this time. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, that's what masters do. They put things in my head and I go along with it because yeah. I totally trust them. Wonderful. Well, they are wonderful. The thing is what you have to understand about the masters, we're part of them. (laughs) Yeah. They bring out the masters in us because we're part of that oneness with them. If we go for the higher good, they're gonna take us there.
1: Well, I feel like maybe in some in other lives we've been the masters, you know, and we've of just, course. yeah. That's why we have to
0: look at the absolute decisions we make Yeah. so we can clean them up. We have to clean up our energy if we want to move forward.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what I keep wishing for the world and everybody on it. And again, I'm going to end this saying kindness doesn't cost anything and a smile doesn't cost anything. But it may mean an awful lot to the person that we're sending it to. I know it means an awful lot to the person that we're sending it to. Love doesn't cost anything. If it costs anything, it's not love. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I say that with love to all of you. So, shall we, is everybody ready to leave?
5: Yeah,
1: thank you so much, Amina.
0: You're welcome. And thank all of you. Yeah. And.
5: Oh, oh, Amina, oh, didn't you want to call on, uh, or did Padme go away?
0: Yes, she did. She already spoke.
5: Oh, okay. Yes,
0: she already said her piece. So
5: that oh. was good. Well, yeah. I will say my piece and say namaste and thank you so much.
6: It's
5: yes. a joy. To hear your stories. Thank you. Well, thank,
0: thank you. you. You're welcome. Namaste to all of you. Namaskar. Yes. Namaskar.
6: Thank you, Amina, for sharing tonight.
0: Well, thank you for listening. it's was a pleasure. Someday I'll be dancing on the high rounds with you.
1: Oh, wonderful.
0: My favorite dance is the the Duke Blue Danube Waltz. I should say that's my favorite.
1: That would be great.
0: Oh, if I want to get into a good place, I just see that and I see my because I used to dance it. I still dance, but not the same way that I did then years ago. But that's you know. Okay. Good night, everybody. Where's Don with the music?
1: Don, could we have the music, please? Mar- Marita would always say, music, please, maestro, and that would do it for some the- Okay, music, the please, D-O-N maestro.
6: The has arrived. There you are. Well, I hope you hey, found hey your blonde. There. I hope
0: you found your blonde with the five-foot <laughs> legs.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh...
0: All right, music maestro.
2: Music maestro.